the prophets and stonest them with her, that are sent unto them, unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings, and you would not. Luke 13, 34. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together. Jesus standing on the hillside looking at Jerusalem. Knowing they've rejected him, they've turned away the gospel, they've denied, they've made up life, they've called him the devil. They said he did his miracles by the power of the devil. They called him Beelzebub. The Bible, he didn't do anything to nobody but do good. That's all he ever did. And the Bible said he's looking over this city and he says, How often would I have gathered thy children together as a hen doth gather her brood. Y'all ever seen that before? A little chick, a mama chicken gathering her little dibbies up underneath her wings. He said, I would have, how often would I have gathered thy children together as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings? And you would not. Father, we pray tonight that I do my best to mind you get out of the way. I want to I focus tonight Lord, on those wings that have took me in, those wings that you have worked through. And Lord, you said you are the light of the world, but when you left, you said we are the light of the world. Uh, the church, the people as they gather together are like a city set on a hill. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that you have used others. I pray you'd use us to take others under our wings. I pray, Lord, as... Others have invested in our lives, so we'd invest in theirs. Lord, I want to thank you, Lord, for gathering us under your wings. And pray, Lord, that we leave out of here in this odd kind of thought that you've laid upon our heart for a Wednesday night. Help me to share it truthfully. Help me to share it, Lord, holy. Let me share it scripturally. Lord, I'll thank you for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. There's three words in a verse that stick out to my heart. I'm sure you've already picked up on it. The Bible says, under her wings. Jesus is referring to a mama chicken. I remember one time came, came up in, in a, a hawk, and y'all have heard me tell the story, had been eating Austin's chickens at one time, 200 and some chickens. We got so bad that when we let them free range, we put hog wire over top like a big dome. And that crazy hawk would land on the, on the wire and, and flip upside down and get in and kill a chicken and then land on it upside down and flip back up and fly off. I always thought you put wire up and keep the birds out. This hawk was so determined to destroy, so determined to steal, so determined to kill. It was an instrument of destruction. And I remember one day we pulled up and, and this mama bird, half eaten, half eaten, went over and tried to pick it up and four or five dibbies ran out from under it. She had gave her life for them babies. Man, I'm thinking about Jesus. Now he's looking over a crowd of people that rejected him and rebelled against the truth. He looks at them with love and he said, how often I... Not just one time, but how often I came by. How often I would have gathered you. I'd have pulled you up underneath me. A place of protection. A place of sanctification. A place of warmth. A place of love. And I would have pulled you in there. But you would not. 
Think about this word here, under her wings. And think about all the precious godly people in your lives. And some of them more godly than others, but having a powerful influence and impact in your life. I thought about my grandmother, my mama cow, and, and how I was raised right next to her and lived beside her. And when mom and dad had split up, my, my mama cow would, she would fill in that gap and take care of me and love on me and be the mama figure and the grandma figure. I remember times I'd, I'd have a, a crick in my shoulder and she'd sit there and rub it till the crick was gone. I thought about my, my grandfather and all the influence he had in my life, not just for work, but for things that I didn't even know he was teaching me, just hanging around him was teaching me. Then I got to thinking about Papa and the powerful witness he was in my life, and a powerful witness that so many have been in our life. And my, my thought reminded me, God, come to me. Let me stumble across this thought. On May 17th in 1972, I was born to Judy Gale Jackson at the time. Man, I was blessed by being born to her. There's a lot of hardship and heartache. But I was born to a woman that didn't kill me in the womb. I was born to a woman that didn't give me away. I was born to a woman who didn't sell me. Boy, God has been good to us today. And if you got a mama, you ought to thank God. God said, you may say, well, my mom ain't been the best. Well, thank God she didn't give you away. Thank God she didn't sell you. Thank God she didn't kill you inside her womb. Boy, God's been good to me. Now think about her pulling me under them mother wings. I remember times when the lightning would flash over in the Cantrell field. Man, I don't know what it was about Cantrell field. It, it hit that field and run the ground. It shake the window, Brother Doug, and that big picture glass window that Dad always put, put one in M.L. Shadow's house. About every house they built, put that big one in the, in the living room. And I, I remember looking out that window and I was scared to death and I ran in there and grabbed mom and my mom went over there and, and opened the freezer, got an ice cream sandwich and set me in her lap and the thing that scared me, I could sit in her lap and eat her food and watch it and never be scared. Man, how many times God has done the same thing, used people in your life to, amen, show you comfort and show you love. And the thing that shakes your heart and shakes your life, God gives you somebody to pull you underneath their wings, their care and their consolation, their comfort, woo, compassion. Thank God for folks having influence and bringing us under the wings, amen. Thought about the wings, what, what people influence in our life. Papa, Papa Troy, Mama Cow, all these people, all these people that have died. I remember one man, y'all won't know him, but his, his, my wife's family, Keith Duncan, had such a powerful influence in my life as a young preacher. Uh, people who's dead now have impacted my life. And I thought about all those people that God let use work through them to gather me to him. They impacted my life. God worked through people and got me under their wings to teach me some things. You say, preacher, what did we learn? Well, I'll tell you some of the things that my mama cow taught me. My mom taught me. They taught me some spiritual words, some words. I remember my mom sometimes, she's got a way of inspiring you with her words. My grandmother had a way of inspiring you with her words. I don't remember the time my grandma ever put me down. I don't remember a time, I don't remember a time Mama ever said, you ought to do a little better at that. But she had a way. 
Y'all know people like that in your life that just just seem like always had the right words to say to make you want to do better. I didn't actually say you wasn't doing no good, but man, they had words. I mean, sometimes they'll use a Bible verse and tell you what you ought to do. Hey, man, I mean, just encourage you, build you up, and never seem like tear you down. There's people in my life, and they were... They were straightening out words. There'd be times, I mean, she'd have a smile on her, and I'd be looking for some sugar words. But she didn't always give me sugar words. Mama don't always give you sugar words. Papa didn't always give you sugar words. Sometimes he, but all the time, and most of the time, he gave you salty words. And sometimes you didn't like the salt, but the salt's exactly what you needed. Amen. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. The Bible says, uh, amen, that our, our words uh, ought to minister grace, amen, uh, and not tear people down, but build people up, amen. You can, people say all the time, uh, well, sticks and stone may break my bone, but words never hurt me. That's a lie, and you know it's a lie. Sometimes words will hurt you worse than sticks and bones. Somebody ought to say amen right there. But thank God, underneath some people's wings, we found some inspiration through their words, their straightening out words. I remember sometime, boy, mom, mama cow, I'd stay at her house sometimes. She'd give me some good advice. Papa Troy would give me good advice. I remember he's losing his mind. He'd call me up. He couldn't even dial my number. He'd get mama cow to call me. It'd be Sunday morning. I'd feel like halfway prepared. And Papa Troy would call me up and say, son, I, I just preach a truth and let her lay and then hang the on up. Amen. I said, man, somebody, let's get in the car. We're going to church. How many times has people come along and just gave you the right word at the right time? Maybe the right text at the right time. Man, I remember one time I was in a mess, wallowed up and, and woke up in the middle of the night, had a buddy of mine in Arkansas in a different time, I don't, in a couple different time zones, amen, texted me in the middle of the night and said, I don't know what's going on with you, but I want you to know I'm praying for you. <laughs> Woo! Amen! Thank God for spiritual words. Just help you spiritually. Straightening out words. We need that sometime, and everybody ought to say amen right there. Mama Cow sometimes say this. Mama said this. Matter of fact, Mama said this not long ago. She said, you know what? Sometimes what goes on in the house of God ought to stay in the house of God. Boy, that, the church ought to take heed to what I'm preaching tonight. Because most of the time, a lot of the times, what goes on in the church gets put out on the public platform. Told down at the beauty shop and the barber shop and all God's people said. Amen. Puts on the public platform. But man, I'm telling you what we ought to do. We ought to keep it and deal with it. Amen. What the world needs is sweetening words and amen, strengthening words. Strengthening words. Be, do the best, son. Be the best you can. I don't care. I don't care if I hit, got struck out three times. My grandma come up and say, boy, you've done a good job today. You ever had people do that? I remember preaching one time. I, pre I preached, man, I felt like his dry as last year's bird nest brother. And Brother Arnold Brown was sitting over here on the right, didn't have a tooth in his head. That's why we called him Gummy. And Austin named him, Austin named him Gummy. And because he seen him one day at Scoggins Fish Camp eating a ribeye steak with not one single tooth. I'm telling you, if you've got some strong guns, you can do a lot. I don't know. If I lose all my teeth, I hope I can eat steak. 
And Victoria said amen right there. Amen. Because she likes to I, I believe, I believe, I believe he never had no teeth. He didn't ever wear his faults. But I'd be preaching. I feel like I, I couldn't remember a Bible verse. I'd start a Bible verse sometimes. And I'd say, well, the Lord himself... And Honor Brown say, shout us in from heaven. I say, shout us in from heaven. Hey, I mean, he finished a Bible verse. Well, I'm talking about how to gift of health. I feel like his dud. And Papa come up to me, tears running down his face. He said, boy, you helped me tonight. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm glad you got some help because I sure didn't get none. You ever felt me? You ever thank God for people who take you under the wing. And man, if the words didn't work, sometimes the whoopings would. Somebody ought to say amen, amen. I mean, boy, my, my papa Troy, here's what he'd do. He'd say, son, come over here. If she ain't going to listen, I'm going to have to lay seeds on you. And if nobody ain't never heard that, you ain't no, had no experience like I had. Well, here's how you lay seeds. You plow rows, and then you drop the seeds in. And it felt like the belt was plowing rows. I mean, it was a, it was a common practice in my family. Everybody got to whoop you. Amen. I've got a whooping from my aunt. I got a whooping from my uncle. I got a whooping from my dad and my grandpa over the same thing. Yeah, man. Hey, time out don't work. I'm just telling you right now. Thank God for the whoopings, though. Thank God for the people that had influence in my life. They cared enough for me and they loved me enough to give me a whooping. And I'm thinking today on, on some times that I've had to whoop my kids and went off in the room somewhere and cried because I didn't want to whoop them and I didn't like whooping them, but I knew if I didn't whoop them. And I just wonder how many times, how many times, no wonder Mama Cal locked herself in the room that time when she whooped me. Here, here's, what, here's what I'm saying. Boy, thank God for some people that's powerfully influenced our life, people that's had an impact. And God knows they've took us under their wings. God has used people and individuals. He don't have hands on this earth. I mean, he's got a big hand. Holds everything in the palm of his hand. But you, he uses our hands now. He uses our feet, uses our eyes, uses our mouth. I say, thank God for the inspiration that I found in words and whoopings and in wisdom. Man, sometimes Mama Cow just had the right thing to say. Tell he, I mean, she'd teach you how to live rough. She'd tell you what it meant to save. I mean, when you grew up in a depression, you threw away nothing. You kept everything. And now we've got this mentality. If it breaks, throw it in the trash, go buy a new one. Y'all say amen. Y'all know that's right. She'd teach you how to live rough. She'd tell you how to live right. Amen. But she'd tell you, man, God, help us, help us, help us, Lord, to realize we can have an impact in other people's lives. You know what the Bible says in the book of Titus? The Bible says the older men are to teach younger men. What are you supposed to teach them? Well, let's go over there to the book of Titus. Let's see what you're supposed to teach them. Let's look, let's look in Titus. Amen. Just turn over there right quick. Here's what the book says. Amen. Y'all got your Bible, don't you? Read this right here. Here's what it says. And most of the time, people's not even living. They're just living for the second, living for the moment. But we need to be driven by the Word. We need to be dedicated to the Word. We need to be distinctly separate from the world because of the Word. We need to be delighted in the Word. And here's what the Word says. Here's what the Bible said in Titus chapter number 2. If there's some things that we ought to speak about sound doctrine, here they are. Chapter 2, verse 1. Here they are in verse 2. That the age of men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, charity, and patient. That the age of women, likewise, that they be in behaviors, becometh holiness, not 
false accusers, not giving them much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach what? That they may teach. God, take them under your wings. How? How? How do I do it? Teach them. Amen. The young women, teach them to be sober. Teach them to love their husband. Teach them to love their children. Teach them to be discreet. Teach them to be chaste. Teach them to be keepers at home. Teach them to be good. Teach them to be obedient to their own husbands. And all the feminists and the world should be slapped in order to say amen. But anyway, amen. And that the word of God be not blasphemed. And the young men likewise, watch this, older men, were to exhort them to be sober-minded and all things showing thyself a pattern of good works and doctrine showing them corruptness and gravity and sincerity, having sound speech that cannot be condemned, that is, of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to save you. And we'll leave off even there. Hey, I'm going to tell you, thank God for some people who shared wisdom with their lips and with their life on how to be a man and how to be a woman. Amen. Thank God for some inspiration. I appreciate that. Thank God for what I've learned under them wings. I've learned some celebration. Amen. I thank God for, we've learned celebrate what, preacher? Thank God for celebrating holidays. They taught you. You know what we do on our holidays? I'm telling you what we do. We go to Granny's house. You know what we do? Right, we, we gather up at Granny's house. You can't have a table big enough. Papa had to buy a new table and have two leaves put in it just so we can get enough people around and still can't get them around it. Hey, I thank God, head man, God help us today to show people how we are to act. You know what holidays ought to be made up of? Spending some time and enjoying each other and loving on Jesus and thanking God for all of his blessings in our life. Not wearing ourselves out because what we can't do. You ought to thank God for what you can do. You ought to thank God you can put an apple in the stocking. Somebody ought to say amen right there. How to celebrate. Amen. You know what she did? She said, Mama Cow wouldn't allow. Mama, she don't lie. Listen, if you got something bad to say, keep your mouth shut. If you can't say nothing good, don't say nothing at all. And don't dare wear your feelings on your shoulders because she'll make sure she points you out. Amen. Nobody's allowed. You can't. You got to. Amen, preacher. I feel like somebody. I feel like light bulbs is going off. Amen. Stick close to your family. Love one another. Be kind to one another. Amen. Amen, preacher. Amen. Be there for one another. Share one another's burdens. Share one another's joys. Amen. Taught you how to celebrate holy days. You ought to come to church. Thank God for people who took me under their wings and showed me that family means something. Not just, not just your physical family, but your church family. You ought to not talk about them. You ought to bless them. Amen. Encourage them. Somebody ought to say amen. You know what the golden rule says? Here's what it don't say. It don't say do to others as they do to you. That ain't what the golden rule says. It don't say do to them like they do you. That ain't what the, that's the world. The Bible says, as you would that men should do to you, do you like, it don't matter how they treat you, the way you want them to treat you is how you post treat them. And boy, I'm telling you, it's getting quiet up in the house of God. Amen. Celebrate. Thank God. Hallelujah. We ought to celebrate church. Amen. You ought to be at church. Somebody ought to say amen. Yeah, amen. Thank God for church. Every time the church door is open, ought to be at the house of God. Sunday morning, Sunday night, visitation, prayer time, prayer breakfast, 
This coming Saturday, 7.30 across the road. Amen. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Somebody ought to say amen. Wednesday midweek service, prayer time, working time. Amen. Cleaning days, work days, good days, bad days. Days of fill up, days of fill down. It wasn't a question. Amen. Them people that had an impact. I remember one man had such an impact in my life. I don't care how rough things were in his job, in his family. That man would be at church. I remember one of them, he had, he had Coke bottles for glasses. You remember? Man, I had Coke bottles for glasses. And he'd get excited every time we talk about getting new eyes. He'd get up and he'd go to dancing like this. John Brady would go to dancing like this. And I mean, having a time. He, he lost his license because he's legally blind. Couldn't even see. He's a poor man. I mean, dirt had more worth than I'm telling you. One time he gave me the, one of the first, first messages ever preached, Brother Jared, the biggest offering I ever got. One of the biggest offers I ever got was a roll of dimes that was busted. And he brought them to me and cried because he, did you, was you there that day? He brought them to me and cried because he dropped them. He couldn't see and stumbled out his front door and dropped them and they fell under the steps and he crawled up underneath there and his feet and his, and his shoes was muddy and his knees was muddy and he said, I'm, I'm so sorry, I couldn't give you the whole roll of dimes. Man, I'm telling you what, them dimes is holy, son, somebody help me. Woo! I'm telling you right now, thank God for church folks. Amen. Don't focus on the bad. Anybody can focus on the bad. Well, they, there's bad folks in church. They're bad at Walmart and you still go. They're bad over at the mall and you still go. They're bad at work and you still go. Best people in the world folks that love God. Somebody ought to say amen. Amen. Not just to be there. Not just to be there, but take part there. Hey, man, I remember Papa. I don't care what it was, man. He wanted to be on. He wanted to be there. Want to be involved? I was something in me want to be involved. Brother Frank, you remember we cleaned the church that day, and I ain't been saved long. And guess what my job was? Pressure washing the steeple. Woo! I was excited. Everybody else was scared. I was thanking God. I was up on the steeple. I'll never forget it. I got to pray up there. Man, thank God. You ought to be involved. Don't let everybody else wipe the tables over there. Don't let everybody else take out the trash. You ought to be involved. Don't let everybody else get the joy and the benefit and the blessing of cleaning the toilets. Man, you know what a blessing it is? Do something for the glory of God. Not just to be there. And you ought to be there. And you ought not forsake the assembling of the heaven together of ourselves as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day. I believe I'm still in the book. Say amen. But not just to be a spectator, be a participator, to get involved, to get your hands dirty, to be a part of it. Amen. Working, giving, everything. I, I'm telling you, boy, I remember Papa set the example. I mean, set the standard, man. I mean, showed you what it meant to give. Oh, man, thank God for folks that have took me under their wings. Tell me to take part there. Tell me to show up there. Amen. Tell me what to do when I got there. You ought to celebrate the scriptures. You ought to celebrate your saints. You ought to, ce you ought to celebrate the Savior. Amen. You ought to thank God for the sanctuary. Amen. Woo! Thank God for the Bible. If you'll celebrate the scripture, you'll quit looking for a different version. Amen. I wish I could put that on the radio. Amen. I guess it will be. Podcast. Amen. Coming to a podcast near you. Amen. Thank God for the opportunity to have a King James Bible. 
I'm going to tell you what, if you'll thank God for this one, you'll quit looking for another. And the same way, if you'll thank God for your spouse, you'll quit looking for another. Preach on, preacher. Amen. Thank God for your sanctuary. <laughs> Woo! Somebody, thank God for the fellow Christian. Amen. Thank God for some things. I appreciate the inspiration. I appreciate, I appreciate all the celebration. I mean, get to church. First time I ever walked in church. Here, here's my first, my first time at Welcome Home. I just came to shut my mom up. I was tired of her bugging me all the time. I took my earrings out. Yep, I mean, earring, let me specify. Back then, you could only wear one. It had to be in the left side. Amen. I'll let you know what side of the... Hey, is everybody with me? I went in the man's back. Okay. Hey, man, I, I remember taking that out. I remember leaving it in the car because I was ashamed. I knew better than that. I felt convicted. I knew, I knew better than to show up to church some ways that I've seen people show up. So I went to church and I slipped back on the back. Here's my first acquaintance with a church that had fire on it. You know what it was? Mama was standing up and bragging on God. Woo! I want to thank God. I want to appreciate the Lord for saving me. I mean, bragged on the Lord. There's somebody else. There's somebody else. There's somebody else. Pop. She didn't even know I was there. I mean, it's popping up like popcorn everywhere I went. I thought, my God, I, did, I thought people was crazy in there. I thought you were supposed to sit there and be still, you know, and act like you was half dead at church. I thought it was supposed to look like you had rigor more setting up. You know what I'm saying? I thought that's the place you're supposed to be. I thought you're supposed to be still and stoic and, and not say amen and sure not do this. Man, they was popping up and they, they were enjoying church. Woo! They were bragging on Jesus. I remember one of them bragged on having cancer. You remember that? Thanking God. I want to thank God that he gave me cancer. That's what she said. Bragged on the Lord for a cancer. I mean, here's what I'm saying, church. They taught me, those folks that had impacted my life, they taught me, they inspired me, and they taught me what to celebrate in life. You can celebrate you can celebrate climbing the social ladder. You can celebrate your promotion. You can celebrate all that stuff. But you better celebrate Jesus. Somebody say amen. You ought to celebrate the scriptures of the saints. You ought to thank God for your spouse. You ought to thank God for some children. Amen. What do I find underneath some of those wings that took me in and had an impact in my life? Inspiration, celebration. They taught me, they taught me how to prepare, preparation, how to prepare for the times. Listen, we're living in times when people, people think more about going, listen, I'm, I'm, I mean this with all my heart and kindness and sincerity, not being arrogant, not being mean, not, I got a mean bone in my body right now. I'm, I'm on the verge of having a, a crying fit just thinking about the people that had an impact in my life. So there ain't no meanness in me at all. But how is it, Brother Frank, how is it that people think nothing about going to doctors off with everybody? <laughs> I mean, coughing and hacking and spit but they won't come to church. Somebody ought to say amen. They got that new disease called Himalayan, you know, Himalayan out of church. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I mean, it, only, it acts up about Sunday, about 9 o'clock in the morning, and all of a sudden it disappears Sunday night about 10 o'clock. 
miraculously year. Do you ever notice that? I mean, my goodness, great God in heaven. Oh, man, we ought to, we, they talk mama and people and papa and Papa Troy and people in my life. Amen. They prepare me to live right in the midst of a crooked and wicked generation. Isn't that what Peter told that crowd? He said, listen, you ought to repent in the midst of this wicked and crooked, perverse nation. Repent and call on God and be saved. You don't have to live like the world. You're not, hey man, you ought to stand out and be different because you are different. No, God's people said. Prepare for the times. People's crazy, man. I'm telling you what, they're crazy. Everybody. Mama said this. First, I wouldn't save long. I'd never forget it. You heard me quote it. Mama said this. Took me underneath them wings. He said, preacher, what do you mean? Here, here's what happened. I, I'd worked two jobs I'd go to school and I'd come back down to Mama's house and we'd eat at her house every Wednesday night before we went to midweek service. Every Wednesday, we show up at Mama's house. I mean, I've been in work and I've been in school and, and I, at Bible college and I'm telling you, and I pull in right at the time. I'd stay after and study a little bit, pull in right at time when I knew they was going to be eating because I didn't want to make Mama upset. And if you knew her, everybody's going to eat before she sits down and eats. That's just the way she was. So I showed up, and, and I, I, every time, here's one time she said at the dinner, here's what she said. Here's what She's still alive. Here's what she said. She said, you know, when everything goes wrong at the church, she said, isn't it funny that everybody wants to get on the cart at the top of the hill and ride it all the way to the bottom, but nobody wants to push it back up the other side. Amen. Everybody wants to be in the in the sanctuary and be a part of everything going on when everything's, but you let a little dry spell hit. You let a little hard time hit. And amen, but every one of us is going to give account to God for what? Himself. You ain't going to, I remember my mom say, you ain't going to give account about your neighbor. He said, one day we're going to stand before God and each one is going to give account. Amen. Thank God. Hallelujah. I appreciate the Lord for people taking me under the wings. God working through them. Prepare me for the times. Listen, we're in times right now that Jude spoke up. That's, that's the vestibule to the end times. Revelation, end times. The vestibule, like the vestibule coming in this sanctuary. Before you get to the sanctuary, there's a vestibule. And Jude is the vestibule to the end times. And here's what Jude said. When we, when, when we should be just preaching about souls getting saved, and we got to tell the saints to go ahead and glove up and contend for the faith. You're going to have to stand your ground because there's going to be perverse doctrine that's turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. There are going to be spots in your face and there's going to be corrupt doctrine. Sweet, And it's everywhere. It's everywhere right now. I mean, independent, uh, southern, it don't matter. Every, every color, everything on every creed, it's infiltrating everything. And I'm going to tell you what, in the midst of wicked, stand your ground. Be steadfast and unmovable. She prepared us. People prepared us. Amen. To stand for the times. Prepared us for the times. Prepared us for the times. She'd, my daddy always said this. My grandpa always said this. Here's what my papa Troy said. He said, son, be careful who you hang around. You know, if you hang around dog, you're going to get fleas. Birds of a feather flock together. Amen. Oh, you're in a car and they get pulled over and there's 15 bags of weed, 16 joints, three cases of beer, and uh, you think you're going to go scot-free. 
Yeah. Yeah. You ain't in North Carolina. You might be in Colorado. Amen, if you think that. Amen. It ain't going to happen. Somebody help me. The papyrus, though underneath the wings, we learn inspiration, celebrate. We learn preparation. They taught us. Those folks impacted our lives. And it's our duty to impact other people's lives and help them prepare them for these times. Somebody, amen. And prepare them for the ties they have. Listen, ladies. I don't care if he claims to be a homosexual. Matter of fact, mom and daddies, if he claims to be a sodomite, don't let your girl hang around him. Well, he's just sweet. At least I don't have to, you know, worry about her with him. No, you've got a lot to worry about with him. Somebody say amen. Be careful. That mess will get on you. Ajax won't be able to get it off. Somebody ought to say amen. Amen. Here's, here's, here's what my grandpa say. Play with trash. And it's going to get in your eyes, boy. Somebody say amen. Amen. Taught us how. They taught me how to. Papa taught me how to take my care and cast it on him. See, I used to think the Lord wasn't interested with all my little bitty problems. Then Papa took me to Philippians and said, be careful for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. He's interested in every issue of every single person's life in this building. You think for one minute that he, he ain't too busy to take care of you. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. Here's what it means to be over the righteous. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open on the prayer. It's like he's leaning in our direction and looking in our direction all at the same time, every single person around the globe and in the International Space Station. Amen. I'm telling you, wherever where you at, you can't go nowhere that God ain't looking after his people and listen. <laughs> Woo! Man, I get to thinking about Bob McCurry, I believe it was, that talked about that old, that old um, husband that buried the mama and went back to the house and the little boy said, Daddy, can I sleep with you? And he said, sure, son, come on in here. And he pulled up the sheep and he slid in there and after about an hour or so, daddy's up there crying and it's dark and the boy is snuggled up to him and then he feels them little hands, Jared, and, and goes to filling his eyes. And he says, son, what you doing? I thought you was asleep. He said, daddy, I just want to make sure your eyes open. I feel like I can sleep safely as long as your eyes are open. Ain't you glad we got a God that neither slumbers nor sleeps? There's not a time he ain't looking after us. Amen. Hey, but I like what Corey Tim Boom said. Corey Tim Boom was in there smuggling Jews out and had to dive in a bomb shelter and she went to sleep and snoring. He woke her up and said, how can you sleep so calmly? And she said, well, the Bible says he neither slumbers nor sleeps, so there ain't sense in both of us being up. Amen. Amen. God take care of us. Amen. See, they, they, those people that took us under the wings, they taught us to prepare for the times, prepare for the times. They taught us how to be prepared for trouble. They taught us to watch it. Here, here's what the Bible says. That the Lord's a very present help in time of trouble. Ain't you glad of that? You know, say, Papa, here's how he did it. I'm going to go get them rocks. Lord willing, soon. In the chicken coop outside of Papa's house. House, shed, plumbing shed. About 100 yards in, or 50 yards in behind. Chicken shed. And the chickens have been gone for years. But he turned the chicken shed into a prayer shed. They is a rock pile back there. And every time he went to pray, he took a rock pile. They just went in there for Austin. 
And the doctor said he had Down syndrome. And there's one in there for Austin. When, when Jacob was born and had to stay in Tim's care, there's one in there. When we couldn't have a baby and lost five, lost one before Austin, lost four after uh, Jacob, and we couldn't have another baby. When, when she got pregnant with Noah, there's a rock in there. As soon as she got pregnant with Seth, there's a rock in there. I, that, I can't tell you the times so when I took it to church, there's a rock in there. Man, you think I'm going to let them? No, them, them rocks is coming to my house. You, you listen to this preacher? How, how many times have we, God help, have we took people under our wings and prepared them for the times we're living in? Have we prepared other people around us? Is there people that we're not, they're just out there floating around by themselves and wonder why they acting crazy? Well, why don't you take them under your wing? Why don't you take them how to prepare them, inspire them, teach them how to celebrate, prepare them for the times, prepare them for the right ties. Don't hang around everybody. Everybody hugs you. You better watch it because somebody's going to stab you. Somebody say amen. And prepare them for trouble. You need to prepare them. How do you get prepared for trouble? Teach them how to pray. And all God's people say. And teach them how to pray. I can't tell you the times Papa taught me how to pray. He taught us how to take our care and put it on him, put our trouble in his hand. Prepares us not just for times and ties and not just for trouble. Prepared us for the transition. I remember the day he died. You know, the last thing that happened, the last words I heard him say was, I love you. The last thing I seen him do was get my kids up in his bed and snuggle. The last thing. I'm talking about he was putting them under his wing on the last moment here on planet Earth. I can tell you right now, I, I remember Barbara, I mean, I don't know how many times she brushed death, and it's like death couldn't touch her. It's like she was 10 foot down. I remember one time I went over to Miss Connie, and I told Miss Barbara, I said, Miss Barbara, you ain't got nothing to worry about. I mean, them doctors say you dying, I don't believe it. But when it got time, you know what she wanted? She wanted her family there. You know why? She wanted to witness to them. You know why? Because she had one more chance to get them underneath her wings. I wonder, are we taking advantage of every single... Are y'all listening to this? Am I making any sense tonight? I'm trying to share with you my heart that God works through people to gather us underneath his wing. Are y'all with me? Now think about the transition. I remember Papa. Death, death, death is after every one of us. It's running us down. Life is temporary. Are y'all with me today? Talk about the Lord, man. I'm talking about, hey, man, the one he teaches me. Mortal shall put on immortality. Death will be swallowed up in victory. Death ain't the end. It's a threshold to eternity. Amen. And you know what else he taught me? He taught me his, you know what Papa taught me? His wings were temporary. God's, he taught me about somebody else whose wings were eternal. His wings got frail, but he taught me about somebody whose wings were forever. His wings got weak, but he taught me about another person whose wings were worthy. Are y'all with me? You see, in our text today, here's what, here's what the Lord said. He said, I would have, that's what he said, gathered thy children together. Does God want us together? Somebody say amen right there. He wants us together. Somebody say amen. You can't be over yonder and, the, and your brother over yonder and your sister over yonder. Amen. No, if you're going to be with the Lord, you got to get together. When the Holy Ghost fell, they was together. Amen. Anytime God did something, they, hey, well, boy, I appreciate the Lord. Amen. 
You know what, brother? His got weak, but the Lord's never will get weak. His got frail, but, it, but the Lord's are forever. And the Lord said, well, I would have gathered thy children together as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings, and you would not. And that brood would have died, but we have a Savior who's ever alive. Amen. He tasted death once for every man. I'm so glad he died, but that he died, he rose again. And because he rose again, he'll never die again. Amen. He was once offered, once offered to pay for our sin debt. Amen. What do I find under the Lord's wings? I'll tell you what I find under his wings. I find some help. I got some help. Hey man, I'm glad he's a present help in a time of need. He's my helper so we can boldly say hey man, the Lord is my helper. You know what that word helper in Hebrews chapter 13, you know what it means? It's a compound word. It's a, it's a compound panoramic word. It means to make a cry like a baby and then it means to meet the need of a crying baby. You know what the Lord said? I'm going to help you so quick that you ain't going to get to wide of crying. I'm going to be there to help you. <laughs> Woo! Amen. The Lord, we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. You know what we find underneath the Lord's wings? What we find under their wings, we find help. Amen. Paul said it like this. God is able, amen, to do abundantly above all we ask or think. Thank God you find protection underneath them wings. Sanctification underneath them wings. You find redemption underneath them wings. I find help. I find, thank God, hope. Where'd I find hope? I found hope underneath them wings because underneath them wings, that's a picture of Calvary. Thank God for the shade tree of Calvary. And the wrath of God fell on Jesus and I found shade and rest and peace underneath his wings. Thank God for being under his wings. You could say it like this, I got it made in the shade. Hey man, God's been good to this old boy. I found hope in the gospel. Thank God they, he is my hope. I found hope that he came into this world and he died, lived a sinless life, and he died, and he's buried. He died on a barred cross. He is buried in a barred tomb, and after three days of soaking, amen, in the grace of God, amen, and delivering the captivity captive, he bust victorious out of the grave. I say glory to God, and he, amen, took the blood to the heavenly mercy seat, and then he came back, walked around for 40 days, amen, with the saints that had rose with him, and it was evidence and proof that death couldn't hold you and death couldn't harm you and death couldn't hinder you amen and after 40 days he took a taxi cloud he took an uber cloud and went back to glory and he sat down that means the job's finished that means everything's complete and he sat down on his own right hand amen thank God and we have access he's making an intercession for when I get under him wings I find help I find hope and hope is an anchor of the soul which hope we have amen thank God I appreciate hope amen hope that has redemption hope that brings anticipation I'm looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ I thank God for the hope that brings sanctification 1 John 3 3 and every man that hath this hope purifieth himself even as he is pure I find help under them wings I found hope under them wings but I found a home underneath them wings amen Jesus said I go to prepare a place for you and if I go to prepare a place for you I'll come again receiving to myself that where I am thy 
marry you and baby also. I might not. Hey, the world would love to make a home, but I don't want the world. I'm glad I got a home in Jesus. Amen. That's a place where I'll never grow old. That's a place. You know a place? Heaven is a place of no more. There'll be no more sin. There'll be no more sin. There'll be no more Satan. Amen. No more sinful flesh. No more sorry flesh. No more sickly bodies. No more cemeteries. No, amen. No more sad sack faces. No more sinful hearts. Won't it be a day when we get to see him face to face? I'm looking forward to home. Amen. Thank God for people in my life. And when their wings are gone, I've still got some other wings. Those are eternal wings. But God help us to have some wings that will draw people underneath them. And all God's people say, Father, we love you today.